You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Nationals reporter, Jamal Collier, as we inch closer and closer to opening day for the Nationals. And there's still some stuff to get ironed out as far as this team goes. One of those things, the closer, obviously, um, the bullpen in general. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the starters as well. And Max Scherzer finally making his spring debut. So plenty to cover. Um, let's start with the fact that this team's getting some guys back, Jamal, from the World Baseball Classic. Tanner Roark pitched really well for Team USA. He helped get them to the final, and they obviously won that final over Puerto Rico to win their first World Baseball Classic title. Getting those guys back is big. Did you get a chance to talk to any of them about the experience? Yeah, we did. Uh, we talked to actually Daniel uh, Murphy and Tanner Roark about it. You know, it's weird. I mean, both those guys have playoff experience. Murphy, uh, you know, going to the World Series with the Mets the year before, he talked that him and Eric Hosmer, as a matter of fact, too, who was on Team USA, uh, kind of compared like those those atmospheres in Kauffman Stadium and at City Field, and said that I mean, those games were as loud, if not louder, than anything they experienced during that. Um, and of course, Roark pitched during that game, that wild game in Miami, which was, you know, going to go down as one of the best games in the history of that tournament uh, against the Dominican Republic. Um, and he, you know, he kind of raved about just how in- insane that atmosphere was, and how that's going to help him going forward. You know, being able to pitch in that kind of environment and experiencing that kind of environment, uh, you know, it kind of just helps you realize how to stay calm and how to deal with that kind of pressure. Um, and it's just kind of hard to believe that you'll ever see probably another environment like that anywhere in baseball you have drums and you have horns and you have, you know, people kind of going crazy for an entire nine innings. Um, so both guys really enjoyed the experience and, and really, um, you know, seem, seem to be happy. You know, they necessarily didn't get the, maybe the playing time that the Nats or they may have expected. I think they both were uh, pleased with the way the tournament went and uh, would like to do it again. I was going to say that Daniel Murphy ended up <laughs> not playing that much. Ian Kinsler got the majority yeah. of the time at second base, which was a surprise to me, but I guess early in the tournament, Kinsler basically got off to a better start than Murphy, and Leland just decided to go with the hot bats, and that ended up being Kinsler, who, in his defense, he played well throughout the whole tournament. Uh, but Murphy's still obviously a big part of being there and being part of that team. Uh, Max Scherzer was supposed to be part of that Team USA. He was excited about it. Obviously, the injury to the knuckle kept him from playing for Team USA, but he's finally back pitching in spring training games uh, obviously, he's behind schedule, but how does he feel about where he's at right now, Jamal? Yeah, the thing is, he's really not that far behind. And that's kind of maybe one of the incredible thing is that besides kind of just the way the days are going to line up, you know, that first outing he had uh, uh, earlier this week, you know, he threw 70 pitches, 73 pitches. So it's about where everybody else um, on the Nets pitching staff is at this point that have made their starts. So, you know, throw 70-something this time. Next time, he'll probably go up to 90-something. Uh, and, you know, be able to kind of back off and be ready for opening day. So, you know, he, he feels really good about it. That finger injury, he said he's ready to put it behind him. It's kind of no longer a, an issue at all. Um, so at this point now, he's just kind of building up stamina and arm strength. His pitches are still working effectively. Uh, and everything, you know, looks exactly like Max yeah, normally looks at this point in the spring. So um, as far as he goes, I don't think there's any going to be any lingering effects or any worried about worries about, you know, re-injuring himself or, or that being a reoccurring thing. Um, so yes, once he built his arm strength back up to where it's, you know, where he used to, um, we're going to probably just have regular Omex. The rotation coming together nicely, I guess. And Gio Gonzalez, part of that, pitching well this spring. Have you almost been surprised by how good Gio has looked thus far in March? Probably just by how efficient he's been. I mean, I think the the biggest thing with Gio when he does struggle is sometimes he can get to 
high pitch counts early on. He can start walking guys, uh, and can and really when he gets into trouble, it's kind of been his biggest. You know, when he gets into trouble, he's not, things have kind of snowballed on him. He's not been able to necessarily get out of trouble. I think you know, he gave us something like a nine something OPS with runners on base last year and with running in scoring position. And I think that, that that's the biggest key is that you know he gets he, he starts getting hit and then kind of continues to keep going and can't get his way out of it. I think he's done a good job of that this spring. Is that even when he's allowed guys on, he's been able to roll a curveball and get a double play, or not walk guys, or not hit somebody to kind of you know uh, make the make the damage kind of worse and get more men on base. So um, it's an encouraging sign so far. Whether he can carry it to the regular season or not is kind of still remains to be seen. But definitely, you you have to be encouraged with what you've seen from Gio's chest to bounce back from last season. Eric Fetty is obviously one of the future starters in this Nationals organization, uh, and he's been sent back to minor league camp from uh, a long stretch that he had up with the big club. And what a great uh, performance, I guess, to take with you back to the minors. Fetty getting the win in a one nothing win Thursday over the Mets. He goes five innings, just two hits. He struck out three. And when you, when you know a guy is eventually heading back to the minors like Fetty, to be able to put that together on his way out, he's got to be going down to, to wherever he's headed to start the year with a world of confidence. Yeah, I mean, I think between him and between just the way the team feels about him, too, uh, definitely encouraged by that last performance. You know, Dusty called him one of the guys who's, who's at the top of the list as far as when they're going to need a starter at some point during the season because everybody kind of always needs a starter at, at, some, at some point. So, um, you know, for him to pitch that well and, and to perform like that, I think against the pretty much the A Mets lineup uh, that they're going to run out their opening day was um, you know, has to be has to feel good for him, and it feels really good about the Nats um, to know that even though they necessarily don't have you know as much pitching depth as they had last season after trading away some guys and, and, and making the deals they made the off season, I think they uh, have to have to feel good about Fetty and about where their future is going to be. Uh, if, if he can put together performances like that and continue to improve over the course of the season. All right, sliding over to the bullpen now, and Joe Nathan looked good on Thursday as well against the Mets. I know he has an opt-out clause in the deal. Joe Nathan, obviously 42 years old. He's kind of seen it all in Major League Baseball. Um, today is March 24th as we record this, Jamal. Any news on Nathan and, and or where he's leaning? Yeah, as of, as of this morning, he was here at Nats camp. Uh, that doesn't mean anything either way. Dusty said he hasn't had a chance to talk to him. Mike Rizzo is supposed to meet with his agent at some point today. Uh, so we're kind of on standby here. It's, of course, you know, it's not a, a, a drop-dead date today where he has to necessarily opt out or be added to the team, but um, it's something that I think after this point forward, he can kind of you know, exercise that clause. So I think that you know, what, we should have a clearer picture. Uh, if not at some point later today or at some point, you know, on Saturday or the weekend here, uh, exactly where Nathan stands. But, um, you know, I think they like what they see from him and they think that he's done a good job and has something left. I think the question now just kind of comes down to numbers and exactly can they find a spot and find room to keep him around uh, and, and would it be a role that he's necessarily, you know, wanting to, to sign up for. So um, as of right now, still not a whole lot of clarity uh, as far as so Nathan's uh, situation, but he is still here with the Nets as of as of uh, recording this podcast here, that right about the start of the game here at one o'clock. He's a guy who's obviously <laughs> been a closer a lot in his career. Uh, he won't be a closer with the Nationals, but let's talk about who could be because that that continues to be one of the key battles of this spring training. And yeah. Blake Trinan looked real good on Thursday, closing things out. He's yet to allow a run this spring. Is there a favorite at this point for that closer job? You know, it's weird. I mean, here we are, you know, about a month and a half into the spring, and we've kind of 
<clears throat> went through every option, and obviously it's been the kind of the big storyline of the offseason here. And there's, there's, there's really not anybody who's sincerely <clears> – <throat> not necessarily it hasn't emerged because at times Blake has looked really good. Uh, at times Sean Kelly has looked really good. Um, and then and kind of a – want to say a new guy into the mix, but a guy who has really started to emerge into that mix as well as Coda Glover. And I think this is a guy they liked in, in a lot. Um, he came up last year, kind of skyrocketed through their system that started the year in single-A Potomac and ended, ended the year – you know, on the major league roster and had a chance to be on the postseason roster or if he didn't kind of have a hip injury um, that may have impeded him a little bit. But he's looked lights out this spring. They've started throwing him a lot in the ninth innings this spring. And it's a it's a weird thing because spring training ninth innings you know, obviously mean nothing and, and aren't used against the best competition. But uh, just based on the way they've used pitchers in the past, based on the way they used Jonathan Papelbon last season, a lot of times they use their closers in the ninth inning to get them ready. And it's, uh, you know, not a coincidence that he had five trade appearances that all went in ninth inning as well. So it's weird. You know, here we are still about, a, you know, less than two weeks away, and I don't think there still is a very clear answer. Uh, Dusty's insisted that they still have to meet about this and they're still going to talk about this. Um, and, and I think there probably is still some discussions to be had. But I think, uh, you know, Coda Glover is as much as a, of an option as, and is being considered just as much as anybody else on this team. So it'll be interesting to see exactly which way they go. I, you know, it's, 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 there's still a three-horse race right now, and I think that I wouldn't be surprised to go either of the three directions. I think the good news is that these guys have pitched well this spring. It's not like you're making a decision yes. between guys that have struggled. They've all pitched really well, and whoever gets that spot looks like they're heading in the right direction as far as being successful as the closer. One more thing I wanted to touch on with you, Jamal. Tim Raines was in camp, I guess, or at the game the other day, talking a little bit. He went on on the TV broadcast. I know he, he spoke to reporters as well. Um, obviously, there's the, the Expos history there. And he spoke a little bit about Trey Turner, right, and, and what he sees from one speedster to another. Yeah, you know, there's a guy in Trey Turner who he kind of identified, you know, shortly after he was drafted and, and got a chance to watch him, uh, you know, as, as a kind of roving minor league instructor with the Blue Jays. Um, you know, he's definitely been impressed. He said he was, he was kind of joking, mad at the Blue Jays, that they didn't go out and get this guy because he reminds him a lot of himself, uh, probably with a little bit more power, uh, Rain said, that, that Turner has instead of him. But, um, you know, very similar skill sets and is a, a huge compliment, as a matter of fact, for a guy like Trey Turner um, to have, you know, to, to have be compared to the, the, the Hall of Famer and Tim Raines. Um, so, yeah, Tim was, was here uh, yesterday at the ballpark in Palm Beaches. Uh, getting a chance to see, so it doesn't get a whole lot of time to see the Nats or, or, or watch games necessarily, um, you know, these days outside of his duties with the Blue Jays. But, uh, yeah, he was uh, very impressive with Trey Turner and say looking forward to following his career the rest of uh, these, these next couple of years. Of course, Tim Raines heading into Cooperstown this summer as a member of the 2017 class of the Hall of Fame. All right, great stuff, Jamal. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Nationals edition. For Jamal Collier, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.